Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hour number three here. Phenomenal Football Friday. Nick Cannon, you on the BetQL Network. Another 60 minutes uh, with our friends on Stadium. Brad Evans, our stadium teammate, joins us in 20 minutes. Brad will be giving us prop bets for Week 11 in the National Football League. Maybe um, maybe ring a couple uh, college basketball bets from our pal Brad Evans out as well when he joins us coming up in 20 minutes. The coach, Dave Wanstead, former NFL head coach, college football head coach, analyst for NBC Sports Chicago, and one of our Odyssey teammates, 670, the score in Chicago. Dave Wanstead stops by in 40 minutes talking National Football League and college football. All our bets for tonight in the NBA and the National Hockey League and our bets for Week 11 NFL Sunday, coming up power hour, final hour of the show. You'll have to flip, flip on over if you're watching on stadium to twitch.tv backslash betql for all of hashtag that. But uh, reach that time, Ken. It's almost time to board the locomotive for some college football bets this weekend. Um, how robust is the card? How are you feeling as we head into uh, to Week 12 in the great sport of college football? I know we uh, we always start with that question every week. And uh, yeah, I mean, like feel fine. Season's winding down. Um, spending less time like thinking about it because we've made bets in title, we've made bets in Heisman, and we're just like holding them and seeing what happens. Um, and you know, like feel feel as confident as normal uh, about the same number of bets as last week. A bunch of the bigger games, just because I like haven't been paying as much attention to the smaller schools because we've been doing a lot of other stuff. So yeah, feel pretty good and and excited for a couple of the games this weekend. Especially excited for like Thanksgiving weekend with Michigan, Ohio state, some of the rivalry games are going to be awesome. Oregon, Oregon state's going to be awesome this year. Um, you know, Apple cup could potentially be really interesting. I think too, actually, if, if Washington loses this week and, uh, and then going into championship Saturday, it should be great. I, I like how it's, because we're betting lots of other stuff. Like, oh, what kind of other stuff? Oh, you know, like steals and blocks, shots on goal. Like, at yeah. Jaime Jaquez, points, props, overs. Like, it's it's it really, what a great right. time the, of year. The menu is, is so Seattle vast Kraken, of stuff you can bet. Taking a bunch yeah. of shots. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, what, what do you mean? Well, Jared McCann had four shots. That I won a lot of money on that. That was great. <laughs> like, so Jack Eichel had his alts. That was really good. Like, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen had three blocks each. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three blocks each. So like, uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. So yeah, got, got some college bets here. Feel good about them. Like have, have bet, uh, what I was not expecting to bet a game. And then as Colin talked about a market move to now I have a, another bet that I wasn't expecting. So, uh, yeah, excited about it for sure. All right. So let's do it here. Uh, week 12 in college football, day five of Lochmas. And that's great. Cause you know, the holidays are rapidly approaching here. Everybody get your tickets out, stand behind the yellow line because the locomotive entering the station. College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs. Announcers going crazy. Ari 
Mario Anderson still on his feet. Got three. Mario. Super Mario. Touchdown. <laughs> the roar of the crowd. But for Nick and Ken, college football only sounds like one thing. <laughs> Oh yeah. Also, I appreciate downtown Mike Brown with the new uh, the new video open there. Absolutely. The new play by play call is absolutely fantastic. All right, it's almost time. Bets coming up for college football this weekend. We're looking to win, but before we give you the bets, we must dance. football bets ken for the weekend uh yeah a, a few of the the bigger games we'll focus on mostly in this segment i i was really surprised that tennessee got bet i was not expecting to have a bet on the side of the game um i did like the total of the game anyway with georgia and tennessee and we're seeing a lot of money coming on tennessee um it's pretty interesting this market was georgia 10 10 and a half like the entire week there's a lot of eight and a halfs and nine and a halfs on the board right now for georgia uh, I I disagree with that, and I am now going to bet Georgia in the game, which I was not really expecting, and uh, and be pretty confident about it. Tennessee ten was like I was close to betting Georgia, and I was like, yeah, I'm not really sure. Just I mean, point to a game on the schedule, and to be fair, they don't play many. Where Tennessee has stepped up in class, and it's gone really well. Uh, had Alabama on the ropes for a little bit, and then that's the whole idea is like, can Milton and Tennessee put together 60 good minutes against a team that they step up in class against? Their next best game this year would be Missouri. That was last week in terms of opponent. Like, how'd that go? Uh, so I'm supposed to look at the Alabama game and the Missouri game, and then I'm supposed to be like, nah, they're going to like beat Georgia. Like, that's going to happen. They have to be really competitive in the game to cover a number like this. I, Of course, Georgia can, you know, not cover or lose the game. It just doesn't seem very likely based on what we've seen from Tennessee so far this year. The ability for, like, again, a complete game in which they play very well the entire time. Haven't really seen it. And this Georgia's better than both the other teams I just talked about. So I just, I think it's more likely that, as sort of as Colin puts it, maybe Tennessee hangs for a little bit and then not so much. Uh, and I, I kind of agree with that. And now we have a good number to make a bet on Georgia. I like them in the game. Uh, so the only bet I didn't make because I didn't think the number would be there and now it is. Uh, I also like the over in the game. And really what this correlates to is just Georgia's offense against Tennessee's defense and Georgia's offense period getting a lot better as the season's gone on. Colin did say something interesting. They're going to look to run the ball a little bit more, maybe be a little more conservative. Like it's going to be like an absolute madhouse in the game. Still just think like their balance and Tennessee's defense is going to create a lot of success for Georgia's offense. So maybe that's like the team total over instead of betting side and total on Georgia. I do like Georgia in the over in the game. Uh, that game coming up tomorrow. Uh, another SEC game I like. South Carolina is a really small point spread against Kentucky. It's kind of a funny game. Uh, South Carolina has not had the season that they wish they would have had considering Spencer Rattler is their quarterback, but still a really well-coached team. Kentucky's conference wins so far. So again, like a pick em game. Like Kentucky is getting like a pretty good amount of credit in a road SEC game. Their conference wins so far this year, the Wildcats at Vanderbilt, home against Florida, at Mississippi State. 
could make like a pretty good argument considering they play Florida at, at, at home that this is like tougher than all of those and we kind of have no evidence that they can win a game like this where the, the opponent is maybe as good or better than some of those and the game is on the road just seems like a pretty good situation to play South Carolina a lot of stuff about bowl eligibility this week like, I don't really care about that stuff I, I just I care more about like what the market is for the game and seems like this should be more like South Carolina three or at least like some kind of one possession favorite number and it's not uh, so I like the I like the Gamecocks in this game. Northwestern has had a really insane football season so far in that they've won a bunch of games that people didn't think they were going to win. Uh, and they they play Purdue this week. The market for the game has been very interesting. Purdue has taken a lot of money from open and got to a point uh, yesterday or earlier this morning where the number reached three. And for me, that was my indicator that I wanted to bet Northwestern. Um, their quarterback, Ben Bryant, came back last week and played very well. Northwestern's quarterback, obviously, they beat Wisconsin. Uh, Purdue is 0-3 on the con in the conference this year. Some tough games, but like just like the number and uh, and the matchup and, and like Northwestern plus three in the game, I'm going to bet Michigan because I said I was going to bet him every game, and I do actually like this number. I actually kind of like that the number is moving against me with this perception of that this game is going to be closer. I, I just... Like Maryland stepped up against Ohio State and they stepped up against Penn State. Penn State, they lost by about 940 points. And then Ohio State was like a competitive game for a little bit. And then Ohio State scored for basically every possession for the last 20 minutes of the game and somehow ended up covering a big number. And Michigan's way better than both of them. So what's this supposed to be like? I just, I like the number. Like, great, Harbaugh's not coaching in the game. Uh, call the play where they run for a touchdown every time. That sounds really good. So I like Michigan. Can be wrong, but just... We're going to keep playing on them, and I'm going to play on them against Ohio State. It's going to be less than a touchdown probably next week. Uh, two Big, Twen uh, Big 12 games, and these are the last two that I have. Uh, Kansas State, Colin talked about it. Sam talked about it. I'm talking about it. <laughs> like, I just, I, I like playing Kansas State in these, like, physical games where they can run up the score. Uh, we played on them a couple weeks ago and were successful. And if Kansas is going to have quarterback issues, this could be really problematic. And the number's less than 10 in a bunch of places. So, like K-State. And then Colin alluded to this game. I don't think he gave out this bet. I like the side and total of Texas, Iowa State. Um, I have a lot of concerns about Iowa State's defense holding up this game. They have had a remarkable season versus expectation. They've gone over their win total by a lot. Remember, this was the team that had like the betting fiasco at the start of the year, their quarterback and a number of other players. The win total was under bowl eligibility and they put together a bunch of wins. They kind of weren't really supposed to put together. It's been really impressive, uh, except that there aren't in the big 12 there aren't like test games like texas is you know like oklahoma's like probably the closest comp kansas but they've had their quarterback issues iowa state's defense allowed 28 points to kansas 27 to oklahoma state they got just absolutely crunched by dylan gabriel in oklahoma touchdowns on like every possession gabriel uh, threw for more than 350 yards in that game and now here's Quinn Ewers in Texas's offense and i know they had a running back injury this week at like a significant uh to a significant player but like I think they're just going to be able to score it well on Iowa State because everyone has been able to score it well that's like worth something on the Iowa State defense. That means they're going to cover seven and a half probably a little more often than this. That means the total is going to go over 46 probably a little more often than this. So I like Texas and the over in the game. Um, so to recap, oh, and one thought on tonight, I don't have a bet on Washington State, Colorado. The market started moving with Colorado taking a little money and which piqued my interest a little bit because it led me to believe like maybe we'd get Washington State three, uh, which would be a bet on them for sure. Colorado has, has been pretty bad on the road so far this year. And now they're going to the middle of nowhere to play a game at the end of the year. Uh, and Washington State's last Pac-12 home game, this place is going to be, could be end up being nuts. Um, 
I don't like this number and we haven't gotten the three yet, so can't play it. We went like four and a half to four and I thought maybe we would have a conversation about it. Kind of like Wazoo, but don't really like the number in the game. Uh, kind of just think they're better too, but they're favored by four, so that's fine. So to recap, uh, bets for tomorrow, Georgia and the over, South Carolina, Northwestern, Michigan, Texas and the over, and K-State. Colin said it was a bad week for dogs. I only have one of them. PJ likes Arizona State. Like, I, it makes sense to me. I just, I, like, again, like, why am I stepping in front of Oregon when they just blitz a bunch of these teams in all these situations? Like, he's probably right. I just, seems like I'd rather bet some steals and blocks props or something. So, anyway, those are the bets for this week. I just, uh, I, I always love doing the segment on Fridays because my keyboard gets a workout because I place a lot of bets. <laughs> and and I just did. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is always great. Yeah. And we got crazy, great. it's like a lot of lot of win total permutations left, which you and I were talking about a little bit. So Tennessee, uh, if they lose this game, they go under. Uh, and that was a bet we had under nine at the start of the year. That's really good. The win totals, to, just to be fair and like perfectly honest, like they're, they're not going very well this year versus how they normally do. Actually, and to be perfectly honest, kind of, I, I think, and I'll always feel like this at the end of a season. Like, do I really want to do this next year? Happens in most sports in most seasons because most seasons are really long. Uh, I'm I'm not sure what win totals are going to be for me going forward. If I'm going to spend as much time on them as I normally do during the summer, I spent less time this past year, still had some that I liked and just like, I think I've lost the plot a little bit with like the transfer portal and how the sport's changing so much. And like, I feel like I'm like, my tools don't work as well. And I think it's like pretty likely that I'll spend a lot less time on college football preseason bets next year. And, uh, you know, I'll still bet the title during the year, but the Heisman during the year, I am very confident in Michigan. That's the team we bet on. So I, I have stuff I think that still works for that, but we'll have a new playoff next year, which will be really interesting. So again, like, well, a lot of, a lot of things are changing about the sport. And if I'm like, not as confident going into next year, then it's going to be like foot on the brake hard and and wait and kind of gather more info and see what the sport's going to be like for me going forward. So it'll be interesting in the offseason, just like, what do I want to do? But um, in the meantime, can we at least get a couple of these? Can can we get Tennessee under? Can we get, could we ever in a million years get Oregon State under? Which was like a big bet for me before the year. They have to, <laughs> it's be like, That's they're my eight biggest and two. one also. The, the, they're eight and two, the number is eight and a half. And it's like eight and two games left. You need to dodge both. That seems unlikely. The opponents are Washington and Oregon. Like this bet's still very live. <laughs> like it could actually get home. It's not like, like the more likely thing is I lose because it's, you know, like the way the, like I, I they only have to get one and it's already a, a favorite situation this weekend, but like it's close. And, uh, and that would be really helpful. Florida state is just, I'm going to get like run over on those unders on under 10, it felt like at varying times this year, I was like, you know, there's still time. They could just like lose to someone and they get down in these games and they've just had like an awesome season. They played really, really well. And, uh, and so that's going to lose, but like, I would love to get Tennessee, um, not even a push, like would like just win that and Georgia's favored, which is great. And then can I get Oregon state under would be, would be awesome. So hopefully at least like go out with like some winning slips here and with, uh, save some face a little bit would be great. For the uh, for the hashtag real ones that have been with us since day one, we'll remember that uh, that Ken year one of you better you bet two thousand nineteen wrote like literally wrote like a book on college football like literally wrote a book about it. Uh, what if someone had told you like four years ago, you know what you're gonna, not only are you like not going to do this anymore, but you know what you're going to be yeah. really into like shots on goal props in the National Hockey League. What what would what would or, like yeah. Ken Barkley in two thousand nineteen have said? 
in like insane like loved like loved doing that work like loved doing that work and uh and part of the reason is because it was working and uh yeah just like the sports changed and i i honestly the sports changed and i feel like i didn't catch up because i am getting pulled in seven other directions and so i just i haven't had time to catch up and so it's like all right well then i'm gonna spend more time on that stuff and less time on this i feel like that's what's gonna happen next year and also like you know you have four-hour radio show Two kids. Like, I think yeah, people kind of think it's like, oh well, yeah, all you guys do is talk. It's like, yeah, okay. Also tried doing with mm. the sinus infection. Also, sh- shout out to Ken for carrying a lot of segments this week while my, while my my brain has been soup. Our pal Brad Evans coming up next. Our stadium teammate giving us prop bets for Week Eleven in the NFL. Third and fourteen. Four man rush again. Fields to the end zone. More. Touchdown. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. God, it's like the Al Michaels Chronicles. Like, which which yeah. Bears Thursday night football game was this over the last two years? Uh, that was from earlier in the season against uh, the Washington. Or maybe it was from last year in that game against Washington. Carlson Wentz started that game for the Commanders. Anyway, uh, Justin Fields, it's been a while since we've seen him. We've had the hashtag secret agent man filling in in Chicago. Justin Fields not on the Bears' final injury report on this phenomenal football Friday, meaning Fields in line to start when the Bears take on the Lions in Detroit. Oh, my. Does Brad Evans think there's value in betting Justin Fields this weekend? We're going to find out in a second. But Dave Wanstead, the coach, going to join us in 20 minutes. Our Odyssey teammate from 670 The Score in Chicago, former NFL and college football head coach, talking the NFL and college football slate this weekend. Power hour, final hour, 40 uh, minutes from now, featuring all our bets for tonight and all of our plays, Ken and my plays, side in total for Week 11 NFL Sunday. But joining us right now to give us some prop bets for Week 11 in the National Football League, joins us every uh, phenomenal football Friday in this spot. We love having him. He's our stadium teammate, uh, the host of Live on the Line, great sports betting television show that you watch here on Stadium, noon Eastern on weekdays, and he also hosts the Fade 5 podcast, a great sports betting podcast. Brad comes on with us and supports us. Support him and his endeavors, especially, of course, since we are stadium teammates, Live on the Line, weekdays again at noon Eastern, and he is on Twitter, at Noisy Huevos. Brad, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Hola, amigo. Hola, amigo! I've already squatted away so much cash today because Dave Basketball is back in college hoops, uh, and there's so many uh, endless opportunities. Feast Week is already underway. It's wall-to-wall chaos, and I absolutely love and adore it. Is there a... Is there is there a bet coming up like in an hour or two hours or tonight, Brad, that we should we should be aware of here before we uh, we get all your NFL props? Yeah, when you're like a dozen sheets to the wind, uh, San Diego State St. Mary's is going to be tipping tonight. Uh, that is a marquee matchup uh, being played in Sin City in Las Vegas. And uh, guys, I'm going to lay the un punto, I believe. Uh, I think it's one point spread right now for the Gales. Uh, last I saw, they were favored by one. I don't care. Uh, it's going to be ultra tight. Uh, in terms of the, the ups and downs of this game. But I love St. Mary's. They have the best player of the forward, Aiden Mahaney, a very talented sophomore guard, and get it done in, you know, inside the arc and certainly from outside of it. Uh, the Gales have a stark advantage in the interior in this game with probably a number of Aussies or New, in- New Zealand imports that they always bring in, Brandy Bennett does. Uh, and they should be able to take advantage of that size inside and really – a feast around the rim in, in terms of sealing off the offensive glass or scoring as well. And the kickout game is going to be there for Mahaney to boot. So I like St. Mary's. Uh, Randy Bennett always coaches classes, uh, class teams. Uh, very efficient overall. I think they're going to win uh, by five or more points in this one. So I play that up to four and a half. 
Yeah, somewhere, Jock Landell putting a couple of shrimp on the Barbie. Uh, and in case people were wondering, <laughs> this is the uh, this is the semifinal of like the the Continental Tire Tournament. What was Ken? What was the tournament yeah. yesterday uh, the, that the date was in? The, char- that, like, the we Charleston at? the Charleston Classic. Yeah, yeah. So we got the Charleston Classic. You know. Not to be confused with the Charleston Chew underrated candy bar. And then of course tonight we have you know yeah. the Continental Tire uh, with St. Mary's in San Diego. I I I laid one while Brad was talking just now with St. Mary's. So let's go Gales coming up tonight. Aussie Aussie Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Uh, Brad, let's start with the Bears and the Lions. Any bets here on this game as Justin Fields returns to the lineup? Yeah, I actually like Justin Fields in the overall rush yards. Uh, you look at the Lions, they are top 10 in pressure rate in the National Football League. So what does that mean? Uh, Justin Fields and those electric wheels uh, will be an opportunistic runner more likely in this game where he feels most comfortable than being a pocket passer. Uh, you know, I think he's a guy that could certainly turn those wheels uh, with a, you know, a considerable success. Uh, you look at Patrick Mahomes, he ran for 45 yards against Detroit back in week one. Now, that's a high water mark they allowed. But Baker Mayfield, for the love of God, Baker. Baker Mayfield ran for 36 yards. Uh, they haven't really phased a true blue running quarterback uh, until they meet with Justin Fields on Sunday. So uh, in a game in which I think the Lions are going to win and possibly handily, garbage time, you could come out smelling like a rose on Fields of those rush yards. So I'm taking the over at 48 and a half. And guys, double there. Let's uh, let's drive down that street. Mandatory Montgomery revenge game. Uh, this one I did in the SGP market. I took Dave Montgomery anytime touchdown, and I slapped together with uh, Detroit to get the dub, and he put those two together at him Jim, a cool plus 105. Yeah, the Bears have done a, a marvelous job defending in the trenches, one of the areas where they've actually had some success, number two DP rush defense. Uh, they have allowed, though, nine combined touchdowns to running back position, and Montgomery, man, all he does is feast at the goal line, 30 red zone touches in six games, seven have come directly at the goal line he has converted seven touchdowns rb 19 yards after contact per attempt so montgomery to cross the chalk to go along with detroit to get the victory a little correlate synergize and bring it all together plus 105 at bet mgm please and thank you brad one of the uh the news stories this week was obviously the fallout from that denver buffalo monday night football game buffalo loses to the broncos and they fire their offensive coordinator ken dorsey i think a lot of us are kind of wondering okay like joe brady is the oc like will there be any will there be any changes will it look how it's looked and you know like who benefits from a change like this or how is the buffalo offense going to look against what's been like a really really stingy jets defense so far this year so buffalo's favored by about a touchdown kind of a low total in a bills game under 40 um but prop wise what are we looking at here with the bills and maybe a new offense or or maybe not. Uh, it's probably going to be more of the same, uh, but that's a you know a good thing for Dalton Kincaid, uh, quite honestly, because all he does is make you some cold, hard cash. And I think uh, he's going to do it again. And receiving yards, I took the over, I grabbed it at 15 and a half when it opened at BetMGM. I um, mean, look at the JETS, yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, working away from the talented secondary is where you can have some success. Now, the Jets have only allowed 42.7 yards per game to oversized targets this season. Uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, of all people, well, Farrell Brown are the only tight ends uh, to go over 50 and a half receiving yards against them this season. But man, Kincaid is just white hot right now. Last four games combined, 32 targets, 
uh, to go along with 28 receptions. He's averaging 68 yards per game. He's gone over in four straight contests. He's number 10 in Yak, and he's got that rhythm. He's got that trust right now with Josh Allen. So I love the over on Dalton Kincaid receiving yards. Again, I grabbed a 50 and a half at a minus 115 juice at BetMGM. And then uh, for the Jets fans out there, a little simple SGP. Give me Brees Hall, 20 or more receiving yards. I'm going to match that with Garrett Wilson, 50 or more receiving yards. You get that at even Steven plus 100 juice there at BetMGM. Uh, Brees Hall's run about 25 to 27 rounds per game, usually good for three to five receptions. And when you give him any kind of space, man, does he do some damage. And he can certainly do that against his Bills defense. Has not uh, really defended the short field worth a lick. And Garrett Wilson, um, a guy that really benefits from massive volume, uh, he is in lockstep right now uh, with Zach Wilson, um, you know, in terms of that connection passing-wise. I think he could do some uh, heavy damage in the box score there. So probably another 10 to 12 targets, uh, five to seven receptions. I think he'll easily cruise past 50 yards. And, again, you match that with Brees Hall, 20 more receiving, plus 100 bet MGM. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken. Phenomenal football Friday. Prop bets for week 11 in the NFL. And a little college basketball as well with our friend Brad Evans, our stadium teammate, uh, host of Live on the Line, noon Eastern, uh, weekdays here on Stadium. Be sure to check it out. The Fave 5 podcast as well on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. Brad, uh, what are we doing here? And be, be careful here because some of the people in my neighborhood were a little upset with you last week here. What are we doing with the New York football giants and the Washington commanders this weekend? Hey, baby, I'm back, Tommy DeVito. Yeah, take the over at Rush Yards. Uh, the books are still wrong on this. And, you know, BetMGM opened at 19 and a half, and bada bing, bada boom, I grabbed it immediately on that over. Uh, last week, that number was at 11 and a half. Uh, so it spiked somewhat, but what does Tommy DeVito do? He reads, he recognizes, he realizes, hey, I can't really throw to anybody right now. Uh, so I'm just going to tuck, tail, and run. That's what he did at University of Illinois, and I saw it live and in person, living color last year. He did it often at Syracuse, and he's doing it right now at the pro level, over 40 rushing yards last week. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to cruise past uh, the 19 and a half needed. Washington middle of the pack in pressure rate at 21%, though they have allowed five signal callers to go over this prop this season, giving up 25.3 rush yards per game. So, yeah, baby, bet on me. Tommy DeVito <laughs> over rush yards. It's a, it's a and I somewhat Italian apologize to people I've been out there. It really is bad. Somebody should just grab me and stuff me in a trunk. Uh, something out of The Sopranos. I need it. <laughs> when, in when in doubt, here are some mob jokes. That's always really good. That's always worked really well. Uh, Brad, what are, we, what are we doing with the – I guess you could do this in present for Geno Smith if you really wanted to, but uh, he's playing the Rams this week. What do we make of this game? Small point spread, obviously, with Matthew Stafford going to play. Yeah, look, uh, Geno Smith, I don't buy him, uh, one iota. And I, I was shocked that the line opened on pass shares at 256.5. So as a result, it's gotten bet down. The last assault was at 253.5. And, and I would still bet that sucker down because the Rams have done a committable job uh, defending the pass this season. They've only allowed three passers to go over. Uh, the proposed prop here for Geno Smith, they're good up 7.19. Pass yards were attempt. That's uh, you know, kind of sort of decent. Uh, but they've allowed 231.1 pass yards per game uh, to quarterbacks this season. Now, Geno only went for a buck 12 through the air. Uh, week one against the Rammies. Uh He's obviously going to improve on that number, but he's only been over uh, this a few times. This season's been under it four times. He's only number 20 as well in total air yards. Yes, even with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett to really stretch the field. So 
Yeah, I'm not buying it's going to be banner numbers for Geno Smith in this one. Give me the under, and I think it's going to be a comfortable hit, at least fingers and toes crossed it will be, on 253.5 passing yards. I think maybe a missed opportunity there for, hey, it's me, it's Geno Smith, which I I, I, I would have enjoyed that. <laughs> maybe, 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 it, may, may, maybe. He doesn't hey, deserve that kind of love. Who are you trying to be? <laughs> All right. Uh, thoughts on the Vikings and Broncos and uh, minute the pastronaut, Josh Dobbs, coming up on Sunday night, Brad. Yeah, the, the rushing yards market is still way off, in my opinion, on Josh Dobbs. It'll put a 26-and-a-half at BetMGM. Maybe really got bet up to 29-and-a-half. I'd have played this sucker up to, like, 34-and-a-half. And, yes, I handsomely uh, laid a wager down on that over. Uh, I know what you're thinking. Well, the Denver Broncos, Brad, I know facts. They're dead last and pressure rate. Uh, only Patrick Mahomes has gone past 30 ground yards against them this season. Uh, that's all true. But Josh Dobbs is still learning the offense as much of a brainiac as he is. And if that first or second read is not open, he is an opportunistic runner. He is somebody that is willing to take what the defense will give him. And I think they're going to give him opportunities to scramble in this game. He has been over uh, this prop in seven to nine contests this season. He's averaging 6.2 rush attempts per game and 36.8 rush yards per game. So he's going to do work yet again on the ground. So the pastor not's going to blast off on the over 29 and a half now rush yards. Brad, we haven't talked almost all this week about this Jacksonville, Tennessee game. The the point spread's been pretty stable. There aren't a lot of injury concerns. So, like, obviously, a, a game we can bet just like every other game, but we just haven't spent a ton of time on it. I know you have a bet in this game as it concerns Jacksonville's offense. They're laying about a touchdown at home to the Titans. Yeah, it's Christian Kirk, man. Uh, he's been the most reliable, uh, most bankable wide receiver uh, in this core the entire year. So, once again, I'm going to tail him on the over on receiving yards. Adam percenting at 58.5. And Tennessee is a middling pass defense, number 19 and pass EPA D on the entire season. But most importantly, out of the slot, he's going to see Eric Gehrer in coverage, who's allowed a 93.4 pass rating. So, he's been somewhat generous this season. 11 wide receivers have gone over 58.5 against the Titans this season. And you look at Kirk, he's a guy who's got the best chemistry right now with Trevor Lawrence, and Lawrence would say the same. He's number 18 in the National Football League and route win percentage among wide receivers. So he's getting that separation consistently, seeing 7.9 targets per game. He's at the over five times on 58 and a half. So yeah, I think he's going to cruise to at least uh, 60 and 70 yard range and hopefully a comfortable cash against Tennessee. Brad, we got about 45 seconds left here. Like any other bet that you like coming up this weekend in the NFL that we have not yet discussed. Yeah, rah, 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 rah. I'm on Ross St. Brown, anytime touchdown. The other one I love is put a ring on it with Trey McBride, the Bridezilla. I'll take the overall receiving yards, 53 and a half against the Texans. The Texans have allowed the fifth most tight end yards this season. McBride coming off that season high, 131 yards, an instant chemistry that he built with the Docks in the desert there and Kyler Murray. So I would wager on him. And uh, gentlemen, uh, tonight, I'll give you one more quickie in college basketball i'm already on saint mary's i also love james madison over 77 and a half points against radford one of the fastest teams in hoops well while we're on the subject of amon ra there brad true or false you want you want her love or or the love period uh, i want any kind of love uh and it's not going to be of uh, fans that are loyal to tommy devito i will say that 
I was hoping we were going to get a love, 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 I want you love. Yeah, okay. I was trying to figure it out too in the moment because like when you spoken word Lady Gaga song, sometimes the context yeah. gets, gets yeah. like, you're like, yeah. do, do you want love? Yes or no? And I'm like, what? I want the veto. I want Gino Smith. I want to cash all these same game parlays. I want your love. Uh, tell you what, man, I ever do stand-up comedy, I'm paying for Brad to sit in the front row. I love it. Brad, great job as always, man. We appreciate it. Brad on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. Check out his podcast, sports betting podcast, The Fade Five. And you can check him out weekdays here on Stadium at noon Eastern, live on the line. If you're not already checking it out, I'm guessing you are. But if you aren't, be sure to check it out noon Eastern weekdays here on Stadium. My friend, good luck with all the bets this weekend. And if we don't talk to you before the holidays, a very happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. I have a wonderful Thanksgiving and bet on the under Illinois, Iowa. It's auto at this point. Uh, well, I think, you know, makes a lot of sense. Good, good job there by Brad Evans. Coming up next, the coach Dave Wanstead joins us here on You Better You Bet. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Our final segment for the day on state. So if you're watching us on Stadium right now and you want to check out the final hour of the show, uh, that would be that would be advised because we're going to give you all our bets for tonight. Bets of Steel in the NHL, a short slate, but we'll give you our bets. Best of the best in the NBA, big-ass slate coming up tonight in the National Basketball Association, plus all our analysis and our bets with the latest injury updates coming up for Week 11 NFL Sunday. Head on over to twitch.tv backslash betql about 15 minutes from now, twitch.tv backslash betql to watch the final hour, the power hour of You Better You Bet on this phenomenal football Friday. But until then, uh, we still got one more segment here to go on Stadium for the Day. And joining us right now for the segment, one of our absolute favorites on You Better, You Bet, the great, the coach, Dave Wanstead, former NFL head coach, former college football coach, does awesome work for our friends, uh, Odyssey teammate of ours at 670 The Score in Chicago, NBC Sports Chicago, Big Ten Network, absolutely killing it, one of the nicest guys out there, and on Twitter at Coach Wanstead. Coach, welcome back to the show. Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. How's it going? Happy early Thanksgiving to you and your family. Yeah, same to you guys. Uh, absolutely. No, it, uh, things are good here. I'm in Chicago, as you know, and uh, Bears got a win on Thursday night. Had a couple a weekend last weekend to enjoy it. So, uh, yeah, things are things are good for a week here in Chicago. <laughs> Well, Coach, why don't why don't we start with, since you started with the Bears? Why don't we just start there with that game? We we talked about it last segment also. Uh, Justin Fields obviously back at quarterback this week for the Bears. The point spread in that game, coaches, the Lions are favored by seven and a half. So basically, like, want to bet the game? It's like, are the Lions going to win by more than a touchdown or not? Coming up here on Sunday with Fields back, do, do you think the Lions are going to win by more than a touchdown? Or you think the Bears can keep this game close? Well, here's the question. Uh, what offense are they going to run with Fields? And this is going to be very interesting. And by that, I mean, you know, the, the offense that they ran in the beginning of the year, and they continued running out when Fields was out with Tyson Bajan being in as his backup. It was a, it was a run offense, you know, Don Hill type of run. Uh, it was move, somewhat movement passes and, and some drop back. If you remember last year when Justin Fields really was was knocking the yards off and, and really you know became a, a household name in the NFL, they went completely to the quarterback run game, the RPO, the design quarterback runs, the option game, and that really wasn't a big part of what they'd done early this year. So are they going to go back to that in this game? Or are they going to stay with what uh, they've been doing, you know, this season so far, a little more drop back? 
So that's the question mark. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to turnovers. Obviously, Detroit's done a great job of that. But I'm telling you, now, the Bears' defense has become a top-10 defense. Uh, stopping the run, they're one of the best in the league right now. That's going to be a challenge for them with David Montgomery and Gibbs, the, the running backs for Detroit and that offensive line. But I think the Bears will hold up pretty good. To me, it's going to come down to turnovers. The Bears have not been able to get a lot of sacks and getting turnovers. So uh, if they cannot create some turnovers, I like the Lions. I think that's that's a lot of points. I, uh, I, I just think the Bears are going to be almost back to full strength. I would not give the points up. I think Detroit wins, but I think it's going to be a close game. All right, so you have it. Detroit to win the game, but the Bears to cover the spread coming up on Sunday from the coach, Dave Wanstead. Coach, uh, maybe we can do like the Super Bowl rematch coming up in a minute here with the Eagles and the Chiefs on Monday Night Football in Arrowhead. I do want to ask you your thoughts on the, the Bills-Jets game coming up on Sunday in Buffalo. Like, the big news this week, you know, Buffalo loses on Monday night and then dismisses offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. Joe Brady's going to call the plays now. Like, you, you've been around the block, obviously, coach, for a lot of years, both in college football and the pros. You, you, you've seen it all, right? How, like, what, what do you you think the mood's been like this week in that locker room in Buffalo after like honestly like it feels like Ken Dorsey was kind of like the scapegoat for Sean McDermott and this team being five and five right now and like what type of Bills effort do you think we'll see on Sunday against the Jets and that defense has been Josh Allen's bugaboo it seems like over the last couple years the Bills a touchdown favorite in that game coach over Zach Wilson and the Jets yeah the, the Bills will probably win that game just because the Jets can't score any points uh you know, it, it, it's it's really been uh, discouraging to to you know me being a defensive guy to watch that Jets team play like they play, and then not be able to get touchdowns and win a few of these games the last couple of weeks. Uh, the Bills right now, to be honest with you guys, you know they fired Leslie Frazier last year. They were top ten in the defense, and now they're middle of pack. They fired the offensive coordinator, twelve guys. On. I think the window was kind of opened and closed. I don't have a good feeling right now about the Bills at all. I think they'll be good enough to win this game because Josh Allen will be so conservative and he will not want to be the guy that's responsible for losing this game by turning it over. So I think he plays conservative and the Bills have a, a more balanced team on offense and defense. I think the Bills win this game uh, just because of the lack of offense for the Jets. Coach, let's do that Super Bowl rematch coming up. Just basically the game of the week, maybe one of the games of the year. want to make sure you have plenty of time to talk about it, especially if you have a strong opinion. The Chiefs in the game, Coach, are just a two-and-a-half-point home favorite, so basically pick the winner of the game. Pretty similar to pick the winner of the game when they played in the Super Bowl, to be perfectly honest. The total in the game is 45-and-a-half. You mentioned you love defense. These two teams, yeah, you have Mahomes, you have Hurts. You also have two potentially really good defenses on both sides. What about who wins this Super Bowl rematch with the Chiefs? Just a really small favorite in the game. Yeah, when was the last time, you're right, that we talked about the Chiefs and the strength of their team being their defense? I mean, they're number one in the NFL right now and giving up the least amount of points. Uh, they they are excellent in that category. Uh, to, to me, it's going to come down. I, I like Philadelphia. I'll start by saying that because I just think that Philadelphia is more the complete team. Uh, I, I like their receivers. We know about A.J. Brown. We know about Smith. Got it, the quarterback. Uh, I, I just think that they have a little bit more consistent passing game. Yes, Kelsey, we know about Kelsey, and, and a couple of the other receivers are banged up over there for the Chiefs. 
Uh, I, I I like, and I'll tell you what, when they got rid of Sanders last year, you know, for the Eagles, everybody thought their running game would fall off. It hasn't. Swift has done a phenomenal job. This is a game, and Jalen Hurts has been a little bit banged up with that knee. I believe this is a game where Jalen Hurts will make more plays with his feet, with his legs. I like the steal as a total group more. And I'll tell you what, the, the Eagles defense, uh, you know, they, they're not putting up the numbers, particularly the sacks that they had last year, guys. But but they are pretty salty across the board. The, the best thing that Kansas City, the only thing that makes me nervous, I, I like the Eagles on this one. I like the Eagles to cover. Uh, but the only thing that's, that you can't practice is, and I call them unscripted plays, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts will do it, but Patrick Mahomes is as good as anybody in the NFL of coming up with touchdowns, coming up with big plays off of unscripted plays. In other words, plays that that you don't work on in practice because he just does it because of his God-given ability and his instincts. That's the only real concern I have about the matchup here with the Eagles in Kansas City. But I still like the Eagles. I think they're the more complete team at this point in the season. Um, I like I like the Eagles to win this one. I got something. We have... I think it might be the first guest we've had on this week that likes the Eagles coming up on Monday night against the Chiefs. Good stuff there from Coach Wanstead. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Phenomenal football Friday. Talk in the NFL. We'll get to college football in a second with the coach Dave Wanstead on Twitter at Coach Wanstead. Coach, the Pittsburgh Steelers seem to have a pretty advantageous path to the playoffs now. You know, Joe Burrow's done for the year in Cincinnati. They play the Bengals twice coming up over the course of the rest of the year. They play the Browns on Sunday in Cleveland with Dorian Thompson Robinson starting for Cleveland with Deshaun Watson done for the year. And it feels like people fall into like two sides with the Pittsburgh Steelers. One side would be this team's actually bad, and they've just been very lucky to be 6-3. and three. And the other side is, like, well, yeah, they allow a lot of yards on defense, but they also turn you over. They don't let you score touchdowns. And Kenny Pickett's got the voodoo going in the fourth quarter to win close games late. Kind of like, where do you come down on the Steelers? Do you think they win on Sunday in Cleveland against the Browns? I did. I took Pittsburgh. You know, both of these defenses or defense that I that they have closers. In other words, they can their defense can close the game out in the end. But I'm giving Pickett the edge. I mean, the guy's been there. He's done it. Uh, you know, let it be an even game. You know, in the last two minutes, and I, and I like Pickett. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, you know the new quarterback, obviously for Cleveland. I remember watching him at UCLA. He's a good athlete. You know, he, he could do a few of those unscripted plays. There's no question about that. But I, uh, I don't know. I like Pittsburgh. I, I'll tell you why, too. Pittsburgh right now is first in the NFL, tied for first, plus 10 turnover margin. And that's how they're winning games. Pickett is not turning the ball over. They're protecting the ball. They're playing good defense. I think that Cleveland makes some mistakes and turns it over, and that's the difference in the game. Coach, we got like a minute left for this. Uh, some news this week that the Jim Harbaugh, Michigan's coach, was going to accept that that two game suspension if they fired an assistant coach. Also, but just wanted to ask you, obviously, as a coach, like he, you know, Harbaugh is still going to be doing the game plan. He's going to be with the team all week. He just can't be in the stadium for the actual game itself the next two weeks. Exactly how big of a deal is that? He can be with them the whole time, just not for the game. In about a minute here, how big of a deal is that? Well, you know, yeah, he's going to travel with them. I, I read that today, you know, so he'll be in a hotel, same format as last week. 
and and everything is pretty much scripted as far as by down and distance. This is what we're going to call on our first third and short. This is what we're going to call on our first third and long. As an example, we're going to blitz him when we get in the red zone. As an example, uh, these are the two trick plays. Now, obviously, in the heat of battle, you got to make a decision. Uh, do you take the penalty? Don't you take the penalty? At what point do you call that trick play? Uh, when do you go for it on fourth down on the goal line? There's a lot of situations there. Last week, they didn't really need to make those decisions because they, they, they controlled the game on both sides of the ball pretty much the whole game against Penn State. This week, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. They play Maryland. Maryland, this could be a little bit of a trap game, guys. Penn State, Maryland, and then Ohio State. And Maryland, now, you know, with two his brother down there, they got skill guys. They can score. Uh, they can make big plays. So this is a little bit of a trap game. Uh, you know, it, it, it's all going to be where the Michigan team is mentally with this game blocked in between a emotional game last week with Penn State and a big emotional game coming up next week, Ohio State. Coach, the absolute best. Great job. We love having you on the show. We sincerely appreciate it. He's on Twitter at Coach Wanstead, 670 The Score in Chicago, NBC Sports Chicago, the Big Ten Network, and our friends over at the 33rd team. Coach, enjoy the games coming up this weekend. Stay well, and a very happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Yes, same to you guys. You have a great weekend and a great Thanksgiving. Talk to you. Bye-bye. Coach, Coach Wanstead joining us here on You Better, You Bet. If you want to check out the final hour of the show, you're watching on Stadium, twitch.tv backslash betql for a bleep load of bets, including everything coming up week 11, NFL Sunday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.